Hey everybody, welcome to TCP Talks with Jonathan Baker and Justin Broadley from The Cloud Pod. In this series, we're bringing you interviews with the best and brightest leaders and heroes from the tech and cloud industry. Hey Jonathan, it's time for another TCP Talks. Great. We have Mike Kelly today from Blue Medora. Yeah, Mike is uh, fantastic. He's the CTO and general manager of Vineplane at Blue Medora. And uh, you know, we talked to him about everything logging, monitoring, uh, aggregation of that data across multiple clouds in the hybrid world, and really great conversation. It's definitely an ongoing challenge for people. It is. It's, it's amazing to me how long technology has been a thing and how long we've been trying to solve the logging and monitoring problem. So really excited about what Vineplane brings to the table uh, and what they can do. So this is a great conversation, and uh, let's get to it. First of all, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, guys. Um, my name is uh, Mike Kelly, as you mentioned. I'm the CTO here at Blue Medora, and uh, looking forward to, to chatting with you folks today. Fantastic. Thanks for joining us. I don't know if you've had a chance to hear Jonathan's amazing ads on the show, but uh, he does a really <laughs> great have, job yes. trying to uh, <laughs> summarize down to it the essence and core of what Blue Medora and Bindplane are. But maybe uh, I'd love to hear from you how you position it. How do you feel about the product and uh, what you see is the problem that you're solving? Uh, yeah, and you do an excellent job. Um, I, I've heard the ads and they're great. So I think he captures the essence of it. But, you know, at Blue Medora, we're really focused on, we live, we, we work in the monitoring, performance monitoring space in IT, but we don't think of ourselves as kind of the, the core or the, the primary platform. What we want to do is help you as a customer, if you love, say, New Relic, but you want to expand it to, to uh, monitor and understand everything inside of your environment, that's really where our product buying plan comes into play. We work with vendors like New Relic, and we work with uh, uh, Google Cloud, uh, Stackdriver, Azure Monitor, and others. But really what we're doing is we're, we're expanding the aperture of what they're able to, to observe. So for example, if you're using a, um, uh, let's say a Google Cloud, for example, but you want to also monitor, you want to use Stackdriver to monitor, not just Google Cloud, but also say your databases and your, um, your your other cloud vendors like your AWS data or even your on-prem hardware, uh, that's where we come into play. And we provide a fully managed agent that you can deploy. It has um, a, a set of over 150 or so different technologies that you can monitor. Like I said, it can be from you know cloud technologies all the way down to physical servers and, and network gear if you want to. But the idea is you know we want to try and reduce the, the requirements for a half of a, a half a dozen or a dozen different monitoring tools to understand all of your environment. Um, and, th and that's really complex. And so our goal with buying plane is to provide a, a SaaS offering that makes it really easy to deploy those agents, makes it really easy to uh, monitor all of the different components that you need and pull it all into a centralized location for you. There's an awful lot of integrations. Is is that something that you work on yourselves, or do you encourage um, your integration partners to to provide plugins? Yeah, so that's that's something that we do on our own, and um, something that we've been doing for many years now. Um, you know, buying planes are our most recent uh, solution, but we've we've worked with VMware. We also have an offering for a lot of their on-prem uh, uh, software that you can find as well. And um, it's just a, it's a catalog, a library of integrations that we've been developing over many years. Um, and so it's, it's unique in the, the industry in that the depth of them is, is significant. Um, so if we're looking at something like, uh, 
you know, maybe it's database monitoring. A lot of customers, they, they may be comparing it to an open source solution, um, uh, something that they would find off the shelf where you get a couple of metrics uh, or, or a couple of observations, and, um, but it's really somewhat limited. And what we do is go beyond, and these are you know, regularly updated, fully supported, so you can call into our uh, support line anytime if you have any questions about how to configure it or if it's missing a, something that you're looking for. For a database, for example, we go all the way down to the query level, so actually pulling out individual queries and something that you 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 know you may not see without a lot of customization um, uh, if you're using other platforms kind of off the shelf. So for the, the vast majority of these are developed internally by um, uh, Bloomadora uh, and then are, are added into to Bindplane. And it's something that you know we, we spend a lot of time on this. This is our core focus so it means that we can update them regularly. So some of these will you know, you'll see um, several updates per year as APIs are changing or as technology is evolving. If I'm a SaaS company and I want to integrate some of my metrics into your system, is there is that typically done as an API into those integrations, or is it something I would reach out to you guys directly to do? So we do a lot of it um, internally, but we also have a um, SDK that we make available to partners. So if it's something that you, know, you want to build uh, or, or add in a specific integration, um, we'll work with those partners to develop it. And that's, you know, the model that we try and follow because uh, we really think that if we work with, say, the, the vendor, um, you know, whether it's maybe it's hardware or, or cloud, but let's say it's a hardware vendor, we'll actually work with them to understand their APIs and make sure that we're gathering the, the most important data from um, whatever that device is. Um, so a lot of times it's a, that joint effort, but, um, you know, like I said, we can also just provide the um, uh, the tools that are needed to create it. Uh, that's a really good to know about the SDK and, and stuff. It seems like an interesting way to, to get into it, as well as working with your teams uh, there at Blue Medora. So that's, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Logging has been particularly troublesome over the years. I think open source solutions have been a bit hit and miss. I, I don't really think there's a, an open source solution I've been happy with. Um, ever and just sort of put up with the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the limitations of everything um uh, but but not not just the solutions themselves but but it, we've moved from you know very verbose text-based logging and syslog and things to very specific event logging with with structured right. schemes and things is there is there any advice you have for people sort of starting out on a journey you know how to how to make the most of logging and how to make the most of your products yeah, so um, this is, you know, and this is a newer area for us. Um, we just released a log integration specifically for Stackdriver and New Relic uh, within the last few months uh, because of just what you're describing, right? This is one of the big challenges, and a lot of the existing solutions are, you know, either they have performance issues um, when they're running uh, kind of on your key systems, or they may be too difficult to configure and, and, and install. And so it's something that we've uh, really been looking at uh, building from the ground up. So that means developing a fully managed log agent, um, uh, developing that with the way that ha comes with pre-configured what we call log bundles, which define a certain way to interpret that log um, or parse it or you know reduce some of the cruft. Because you know one of the biggest things that you run into, apart from the difficulty getting things up and running and installed, um, is, is just getting more data than you need, right? That's, you get that surprise bill at the end of the month from uh, sending a little bit too much. And so some of the things that we're, we, you know, what we've expanded to include is this new log offering um, is the ability to deploy a managed log agent, uh, to deploy predefined filters and formatters for um, uh, roughly 50 different technologies. So things like, you know, it could be 
web servers or databases, um, uh, and we're adding more all the time. If it's not included right now, it's really easy to also, you know, to um, go in and modify and create your own filter and then deploy that to all of your um, uh, servers. So it's something, it's definitely a challenge that we've we've identified and what we've done specifically if you're you know looking at getting into logging for uh, uh, New Relic and Google Cloud logs today, that's something that we have available right now. And we found it makes it much easier to get started. It um, makes it much easier to format the data in a meaningful way so that when you go into the tool, that, that data is accessible to you. Um, because you know we've seen the same same challenges. Uh, a lot of the the open source solutions right now are um, not not quite as mature as what you've found in other parts of the the monitoring landscape. Especially in the climate of microservices, it's more and more important to normalize um, events uh, across all those services so that yeah. you can meaningfully draw you know, information from from the logs. So it's it's definitely important to sort of plan. I think that your strategy out before you start. Yeah, absolutely. And we've also you know tried to make it very easy to make. Make updates. So, of course, we we handle you know uh, deploying this um, through Terraform or whatever that might be. But we can also do live updates to all of the log agents within your fleet. So, you know, if you maybe maybe you didn't quite plan as well as you'd hoped to, you need to make some modifications. So you can deploy that all uh, through the bind plane interface. Awesome. So as the, you know, as we heard a lot of talk in the industry around bringing machine learning, AI ops, uh, and, you know, a lot of the Google SRE concepts to the, lo- you know, the monitoring and logging space. Mm-hmm. How do you see that Bindplane helps me solve those challenges, um, you know, in that space and, and really help drive that story forward in my yeah. enterprise? So what are the biggest challenges you have when you're uh, trying to apply ML, AI concepts to your environment is um, one of them is relationships. So understanding which components are related to to others, um, and that's something that we uniquely provide uh, that that you wouldn't necessarily get from other vendors sending data through. So when we gather data from your environment, we're also uh, before sending it along to a destination platform, we're identifying which components belong to which. So you know, in, in an on-prem environment, that might be a database running on a, a virtual machine inside of VMware connected to uh, a storage array and the data stores. And all of those are linked together in a, in a graph. Um, in the cloud, it'd be something very similar, right? So we have the, the workload running on the, the, um, the, the cloud VM or EC2 instances that are available. But the, the key concept here is that by providing that uh, graph of relationships to the ML or AI engine, you start to draw out uh, much more meaningful correlations and identifying where the failure is coming from and what could be could be causing that. So that's where we see you know using bind plane specifically as opposed to pulling in all of your sources independently provides that additional layer of detail on top of it. How valuable do you think that is in this world where we're you know in hybrid people using VMware on premise and then going to something like GCP on the cloud? Um, that ability to bring that together, how valuable is that to a company? I mean, it's critical right now. And that's, you know, one of the, the key use cases that we see with our customers. Um, and specifically when we're looking at something like, uh, you know, Azure Monitor or Google Cloud, a lot of the customers that are working with Bloomadora and Bindplane, they're in a hybrid cloud environment. And so, you know, they want to use uh, SaaS tools and they want to use uh, the cloud monitoring tools that are available to them. And yet they're stuck with uh, this legacy system of monitoring. Um, and so Bindplane helps them pull all that together and take advantage of new tools that are available 
And that's really where we see a lot of, um, you know, a lot of traction for our product is folks that are maybe they're moving some things or they're, they're partway through or they still have a large environment on-prem. And the second, the second kind of key area is, um, you know, folks that just want to get visibility into multiple clouds or, or a large, diverse infrastructure. I assume you get metrics on the, the use of different integrations. Obviously, Kubernetes is, uh, is trending up phenomenally right now. Have you seen any interesting trends in um, sort of usage of any of these integrations? Yeah, um, you know, that, that's definitely, you hit on it. Kubernetes is, is huge and doesn't seem to be slowing down, um, which isn't a surprise to anyone right now, I don't think. Um, you know, I think for us, we see, depending on the customer and the use case, we, um, you have, we have a lot of hardware that we, that we manage. So that's a big case for, like I said, the hybrid cloud customers. But then for customers that are doing, you know, large enterprises in the cloud, they also use um, a pretty heavy usage of our database integrations. And, you know, we're, we're covering pretty much every database that an enterprise customer would use. And so we found that the, the depth of those means that it gets used a lot more. But in terms of trends, you know, I think Kubernetes seems to be picking up steam and haven't seen serverless uh, eat its lunch just yet. So I think you're, you're safe <laughs> if you're a Kubernetes person. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm a, I'm a serverless person. I think um, yeah, yeah. I've played with Kubernetes a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, but nothing, nothing sort of uh, you know, wielded in anger as such. But I, <laughs> I, th- I think the overhead of managing Kubernetes is... is um, is more than necessary for most yeah. people. I'm sure it has its use cases, but I, I think ultimately everything is, is triggered by an event, whether it's a, a user action or whether it's yeah. a timed event or something else. So uh, there's no reason serverless can't just replace everything eventually. Internally, we've we've um, used both, and primarily we are running on Kubernetes, but we've dealt with all of the um, you know, challenges that go along with that, right? So the complexity of it's pretty, uh, pretty big. It, what it allows you to do is pretty amazing. But um, I'm definitely a big fan of, of serverless, and you know maybe I, I had expected it to be maybe further along than it, I would have if you'd asked me a couple of years ago where I thought it would be. But um, but still, I think that it will start to, uh, to to gain some traction in the next couple of years here, gain more traction, right? Yeah, I think it's actually going to gain more. I think the, there's a few blockers that were really preventing it from widespread enterprise adoption, but I still think you know it has a it has a bit of a hill to climb uh, against Kubernetes in the short term. I think that's, especially with things like Cloud Run from Google, I think that's a huge, huge game changer as well, where I get the best of both worlds. Um, and I think that's where we're actually going to see a lot more interesting things where those are going to start combining and blurring together and serverless and containers and interchangeability between them. I think, uh, you know, Cloud Run's an interesting play from Google because it's, like you said, it really does cut right down the middle. It looks like that's where they're putting a lot of their efforts going forward. And I haven't decided yet, you know, we've, we've used it a little bit internally, but haven't decided yet whether that's, that's good or whether we prefer a more of what I would call a pure serverless approach. Curious what you've seen with, with uh, folks that you're talking to so far. We've seen more of the, you know, serverless framework uh, adoption is kind of been what we've been seeing a lot more of um, as of late. But I think, you know, if you're on the Google side, you're looking at cloud run. If you're on the Amazon mm-hmm. side, you're looking at Lambda. And I think yeah. it's, it's still very much set to which cloud provider you're adopting. Um, I think that's, the chances of that starting to blur more and more over time are probably increasing as, you know, Anthos now allows you to bring that cloud run capability to AWS. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Amazon is continuing to uh, keep their head in the sand that no other cloud exists. Um, <laughs> eventually, they're going to have to get something in the hybrid space to be able to compete with, um, you know, Anthos and Kubernetes. And, and really that dominant play, I think that's what we've seen actually, interestingly enough, is 
a trend of customers actually choosing GCP over AWS significantly. And that's mm-hmm. driven by a couple different areas. One being, you know, they want Kubernetes. And if you want Kubernetes, the best yeah. Kubernetes platform is GCP. Uh, and the second mm-hmm. one being that the sales process that Google has now brought to the table with uh, Thomas Curian being hired and then the subsequent mm-hmm. SAP hiring, um, their ability to access the C-suite um, and get traction at the C-suite level is far superior to what Amazon can do. Mm-hmm. And when it was a developer decision, I think Amazon had a leg up and I think they had advantage. And now that it's a C-suite decision, I think it's it's becoming more Google's playground um, with that enterprise sales focus. Yeah. And we're in, a, I think, maybe a somewhat unique position for a company like ours where we do tend to develop and run on a number of different clouds. Um, but I would say that, you know, we, we started with Amazon, um, as many vendors have many years ago. Um, but working with Google um, has really been been excellent. I've been very impressed by their, you know, the, the customer engineering folks over there um, and their ability to, to get the right folks in the room. So um, it was impressive, uh, the experience we had over the last few months anyway. It's amazing how that very small change of talking at your customers versus talking with your customers and how that sure, changes yeah. that relationship. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, you know, on your website, you have a wide set of customers from healthcare customers to uh, travel companies uh, to, you know, even some pe- companies that are pretty close to uh, Jonathan and I's heart uh, for our day jobs. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what, what, what? solutions do you see some of your customers maybe some of your white papers um or case studies you have with them like what's a really amazing solution that one of these customers has done with buying plane that you want to share we have a pretty large financial institution that um recently adopted uh buying plane for uh, logs and um they've been rolling this out the the log integration over uh 1000 um servers in one of their smaller application installations, but what it allowed them to do is really just simplify this whole process of, you know, we are, they're in a transition period where they're going from a uh, on-prem environment to uh, the cloud and uh, trying to figure out a way to, to handle this in a supported way, in a really efficient way um, to deal with just massive streams of data through their pipeline in, inside of their environment. Um, uh, and, and BindPlane was a solution. So that's one that you know, it was just recent, and um, as I mentioned, the Bind Plane for Log solution came out, um, you know, a few months ago, and um, we're already seeing some pretty pretty significant wins there. So that's one that, uh, you know, I found really exciting and seeing, you know, we love to see customers like that that are in a really challenging uh, transition period, and being able to help them, you know, streamline and simplify uh, is really rewarding for us. Have you seen any uh, sort of unusual use cases, for, um, you know, customers doing, gathering things which you didn't expect them to gather? Uh, that's a good question. You know, we see such a wide range of, of uh, companies and, you, you know, you saw, we don't really have a specific vertical. So just uh, some of the things that you run into and, and the requirements across each of them can be uh, a little unusual. You know, seeing, probably seeing some of the, the use cases for logs is pretty interesting. And that's because I think there's... Um, you know, logs can be expensive, and so a lot of customers are looking for ways to reduce their spend there. And what can they do? You know, maybe they want to send uh, one set of their their log data to a more expensive vendor for security, right? And then and then another maybe into push it into BigQuery or something like that for the majority of their data. That's where we've been seeing kind of I would I would call them creative uses uh, more recently. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, a, a lot of what we see is. Um, just really diverse environments that could include, 
you know, customers that, that they have a, an on-prem environment and they're using, you know, all three of the largest cloud providers. So they're also monitoring AWS and, and Azure and uh, Google Cloud all at the same time, which, you know, is pretty interesting to um, see out in the wild. Does that bring up unique challenges for them to try to do that? I mean, I can imagine just the API differences alone, a tool like Bindplane could be really great for solving that exact challenge. <laughs> that really is, you know, kind of right in our wheelhouse um, because that is the challenge, right? You, you have that many different, it's that diverse. Um, Bindplane allows you to use one tool to gather data for all of them. And because it's all created by, you know, Bloomador is creating all these integrations, it also happens to be standardized across them. So the metrics that you're getting out of an EC2 instance versus an Azure VM are going to are going to to, to be um, you know reasonably similar. You're going to be able to understand one next to the other. Um, but what you see and what we see a lot of times is companies start to use Bindplane to um, when they're in these hybrid environments to look at what's the performance, uh, and it's maybe not necessarily from cloud to cloud, but a lot of times it's what does the performance of this workload look like in, uh, say, AWS versus my uh, VMware environment on-prem in my data center? You know, or, or where should I be moving these workloads to, to take advantage of the best environment or the best performance? Is there anything on the roadmap that you want to talk about? So as I mentioned, you know, we we've, we've have a very large uh, investment in metric monitoring. We've recently added in um, uh, some pretty extensive uh, log uh, integrations. And so for the next couple of quarters, we're going to be expanding out the destinations that we're able to send that data to. So you'll, you'll see a lot more new platforms that we're supporting for both log data and for metric data. And uh, one thing that's you know interesting, particularly from as, a, as the CTO and the technical side, you know, I think that we'll, we're very likely to start open sourcing some of these components. And that's exciting for me to show, particularly our log agent, um, uh, make that available to folks out there. So that's what we have coming up in the next half a year or so. Hmm, awesome. Do you see that uh, you have partners starting to want to access your data to empower their own tooling? You know, John and I were talking about the concept of maybe you could take uh, your roll-up of this log data, for example, and then if you could access that via an API, it could actually pull it into a compliance system uh, to validate compliance or that you know some access use pattern isn't being used in the way. Do you see that that's something your partners or your customers are starting to think about and really think about the next level above the metrics and the logging and the kind of that next value play? One area that we've seen a decent amount of interest is configuration and configuration compliance. So where we've, where we've looked a lot at you know, performance data in the past, um, also managing, you know, we have the agents there, we're gathering the data already. So, so using that to power your configuration management and um, identify um, security issues from that uh, is an area where we're starting to see some interest and um, are likely to be exploring more in the future. Can't wait to see what you guys continue to deliver uh, in the buying plane space and what you guys are doing. And we're super excited to have you guys as a sponsor and continue to uh, partner with you guys as you build out this uh, ecosystem in the cloud that we're you know, we're part of. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Hey, and I appreciate you having me. Thank you for the insights. It's been fantastic. Jonathan, anything you want to add before we close up here? I was curious, actually, how do you find the tech industry in general uh, as far as hiring goes? It seems like it's a lot of people around, but it still seems pretty difficult to find talent, at least in our area. It's challenging everywhere, I think, right? Um, certainly um, where we're at and um, um, everyone that we've talked to. So I I don't know that that's changing. I haven't found it um, changing in the near term. So you just have to spend a lot of time, a lot of my time, 
finding folks and recruiting folks and and uh, a lot more time in hiring than maybe we'd like to. I think it's the story of every hiring manager. Yeah, yeah. If you hear anything different, let me know because uh, yeah, <laughs> let me know what the secret is. <laughs> well, again, thank you very much, Mike, uh, for joining us here on the show, and we uh, we look forward to uh, the relationship with you guys. Excellent. Thanks a lot. Visit thecloudpod.net to subscribe to the show, join our Slack channel, or sign up for our weekly newsletter. You can also find information on reaching our audience through a CloudPod sponsorship opportunity. A big thank you to today's guest, and thank you for listening.